Okay. <clears throat> We're ready. Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton. And joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. What's up? Today, we'll be talking about Enneagram Type 8's The Challenger. We are making these type episodes as concise and to the point as we can, so you can figure out your type and learn how to grow without having to read a whole book first or listen to an hour-long podcast. So without further ado, here are 20 words that concisely describe Enneagram Type 8. Strong, honest, confident, protective, fearless, impatient, straightforward, dominant, influential, direct, resilient, powerful, impulsive, justice, rebellious, extremist, generous, Intensity, intimidating, and against. So Amanda, out of those 20 words, were there any that stuck out to you as, oh yeah, that's what type 8 sounds like to me, or any words that you were surprised by? Um, yes. So I really don't know much about the 8s except that they just seem like very strong confident, fearless people. I see that impatient is on there and I wonder what causes that impatience in an eight, in an entire group um, of people. So like what, what would cause an entire group of people out of nine types to be impatient? That's interesting to me. And also generous. What about an eight makes them generous? Um, it's comforting to me though, because I feel like when I hear the word eight, I immediately feel like intimidated, even though it's not even about a person, just the type eight, just hearing about a type eight just makes me feel intimidated just because, just because of the, the number itself, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah, I don't know. What about the number eight is intimidating? Oh my goodness, that they're so, they seem like they can just do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, you know, they're just so powerful. Um, maybe it's like my three instinct of also being like competitive. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe as a three, I feel like the eight is the number that I would compete with the most. Yeah. And so... That makes sense. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess... I just assumed that everyone was intimidated by eights, but maybe that's (laughs) not true. Um, But I am. Yeah, because I have to compete against them because I always want to be the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are intimidated by eights, and that's actually one of the um, kind of hallmark features of an eight is they naturally have this presence about them and they come across as intimidating, but they don't think that they are. They're not trying to be, uh, especially if they have Jesus and they love the Lord. They they aren't necessarily trying to intimidate others. They don't want people to be afraid of them. Um, so it's, but it's, it's definitely true that people tend to be intimidated by them because to your earlier question, what makes an eight, impatient or even generous. Um, The impatience of the eight is because they're so high energy. 
they just naturally have this incredibly high energy and ability to accomplish things, Hmm. which is so interesting. Like, to your point, that whole group of people would just naturally have a high capacity to accomplish and high energy. What makes them generous is because they are, they kind of suppress their vulnerability, their weaknesses, which we're going to get into a lot more later. They, in order to protect themselves, they kind of um, deny their weaknesses and vulnerabilities, but then they feel like they need to protect the weaknesses and vulnerabilities of others, which can lead them to be very generous because they're aware of like oppression in other people and so they feel because they're powerful and they have strength that they are to help others okay and empower others yes because I also saw protective on the list and that's interesting too so I feel like they would kind of be very similar to the six in that way yeah so six is definitely are trying or they're very protective of others very um aware of what could go wrong and being protective of others eights are protective of others in a different way because eights want to protect them from limitation not necessarily from what could go wrong a six might protect by creating more real rules where an eight would protect by creating less rules. Like, let's not have limitations. Let's push you out of the boundaries of limitation and rules so that way you can go make your own choices and decisions and live your life the way you want to live it. So, moving on to our four primary characteristics of type 8s. So, in the spirit of the type 8, I chose to do one-word themes for each of our four primary characteristics. Um, and all the other type episodes, I've kind of had a, a statement that then we broke down and explained in a little more detail. But the eights are really direct. They like things straightforward, direct, simple, concise. So I, I felt like they would appreciate this. So our four primary characteristics of type eights, the, the themes are power, control, excess, Injustice. So we're going to start with power. Eights minimize, deny, or suppress vulnerability or weakness and believe and over-identify with their perceived power and strength out of a deep-rooted belief that vulnerability is weakness and the strong survive and succeed. So they don't want to be seen as weak. They want to be seen as strong. So um, the theory of the childhood wound for eights is that they were in a either in a violent or combative environment as children, or they were maybe even just the youngest of many siblings. And in the face of feeling helpless or defenseless, they learned to cope by denying their weaknesses and vulnerabilities and puffing themselves up to be bigger, stronger, and more powerful than they actually were. So in looking at the power of the type eights, or power as a theme, I'm going to break it down into perceived power, projected power, and actual power. So the perceived power of the type eights is they perceive themselves as being strong. Like they really do, are they're very self-confident, very confident in their abilities, their, their capabilities, their strengths, their ability to persuade other people. They're confident. Um, so they, they have a perceived power, um, an inflated perception of their own strength or capacity. And they have a tendency uh, to focus on power and control 
in different environments, just as ideas. So um, who has it and how they compare to it. So in a workplace, maybe they're really focused on like, okay, who's the authority here? Who's got power here? And how do I level up to that? And denial is their primary coping mechanism. So denying vulnerability and weakness in order to appear strong or even it reinforce their own belief and their own strength. How would that denial play out in like an actual situation? Because most of the time someone's not just going to ask you, are you vulnerable? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So what, what are they like denying in a real life situation? If that's even how I would word that or how would they how would they try to suppress that or so um, I'm just going to give an example. So today, my husband, who is a type eight, uh, was working on a fence and uh, he slipped and a tool hit him in his head. And he I'm had- laughing, but this is. <laughs> It's not funny, but... It's not funny. It was a really crazy example. (laughs) It's so crazy. So in our marriage, my husband has had to go to the emergency room and get stitches four times. This will be the fourth time today. And the the previous three times, when I was on the phone with him before and asking how bad it was, he was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to need stitches. It's fine. It'll heal on its own. I'll be okay. And so today when he was like, uh, it, it might need stitches, but it's probably okay. I was like, oh my gosh, it's bad. He yeah. admitted that he might need stitches and he might need to go to the emergency room. So yeah, it was really bad. He had to have 12 staples put in his head. Ugh. And <laughs> It was a traumatizing experience. But I think that's a very clear example of how a type 8 minimizes weakness. And and my husband has a very high pain yeah. tolerance. Like, he even, you know, like, I, I would not have handled that very well today. He's, <laughs> I'm fine. You take care of you. Like, and I'm just like, nope, nope, wow. I'm going to take care of you today. Yeah, yeah. And so... I mean, I feel like that's a very, it's just an obvious example of how an eight minimizes pain or vulnerability or weakness or even their needs. They're not going to ask for, an eight isn't going to ask you to ask them questions about how they're doing emotionally. Like Mm -hmm. you have to be really intentional about it because they're not going to prioritize taking care of themselves. So they, they don't tend to be aware of their own limits. So AIDS are the kind of people, they work themselves so hard, they work themselves into exhaustion because they have very high capacity, they are very high energy, but they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily aware of their own limitations. Interesting. Okay, so they're not only like, they're not just minimizing it for everyone else, but they're genuinely unaware of yes it. yes so it's like so yeah so this whole idea of perceived power it's it's not like they're they're aware internally that you know they're they're vulnerable and they need to hide it it's not conscious as children at some point they made the decision oh the strong survive so i can't be weak and they internally deny their weaknesses. So the projected power, eights tend to overcompensate for their weaknesses by projecting strength, power, authority, intimidation. They don't, they're not even aware of it. All this is unconscious. But like you said, like 
you are naturally intimidated by eights. You think of eights and you're intimidated. They have this presence about them. So they, they project this sense of I am powerful, but it's not even intentional that they do that. And even in their heart, they may not want to do that. They, I, I know so many eights who love Jesus, who love the Lord, who love people and are really genuinely care about people. And they don't want to come across as intimidating, but they just do. And then their actual power, which is eights are actually really powerful. They have this incredible ability to accomplish a lot of things, a lot of tasks. And they can be very logical and bring a different perspective to almost any argument um, or conversation. And they can bring order and direction to intense or chaotic situations and environments. So they are actually very powerful people. So moving on. So our second theme is the theme of control. So eights fear being controlled or betrayed. Because of this, they don't trust very many people and rarely express emotion or vulnerability publicly. They don't like being told what to do, especially from a domineering authority figure that doesn't show the eight respect. They are most comfortable when they are in control. Because of this, eights can be very anti-authoritarian and rebellious by nature. Our third theme is excess. So eights are naturally in touch with and driven by their instinctual desires. Because they are aware of these desires, they defend them instead of suppress them as other types do and may even like philosophically defend those desires and the desires of others. This can contribute significantly to the rebellion against outdated and oppressive ideas of society or authority. They are just very aware of like their, I mean, their gut reaction, gut desire. So food, sex, physical activity, just being outside. I, I just think of like somebody who wants to go and run outside and conquer the world and lead an army or whatever, fight the good fight. I just like there's something about them that's so in touch with the earth, like our humanity. And I I don't quite know how to explain it, but there's just a rawness about an eight and um, how in touch they are with their instinctive desires as a human. So they fight against authoritarian limitation of like what they would project as your given rights as a human. Yeah, so they're very justice-oriented. Super justice-oriented. But that plays into the excess. Finishing out the theme of excess, so the passion or deadly sin of the eight is lust, which is described more as a lust for intensity or a passion for excess. So this passion can cause eights to overdo good things, be intense, and tend to live in one extreme or the other. So getting to the theme of justice, justice is a primary motive for the type eight. Eights challenge established societal ideals that may be oppressive on or an, even if inefficient and can be passionate advocates for the oppressed or disadvantaged um, and really empowering leaders. They value truth. They don't shy from conflict. So I feel like every time I've sat down with an eight and, and talked about their Enneagram type, this is the point that they identify with the most. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. So eights have their own own justice system that they live by, like their own code of ethics. And it may be different than what the uh, reigning authority or 
system has set as this is what justice is. And so eights, because they have their own sense of justice, what right and wrong is, they feel a sense of, I need to hold everybody to this. So almost like like vengeful is, so um, it, it's, it, vengeance is talked about um, in some of the Enneagram books as a fixation of the eight. But I don't know that all eights, especially if you love Jesus, like if you're going to re- relate to vengeance, but yeah. it's more, they f- they feel responsible to take justice into their own hands. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. So what happens is they take justice into their own hands onto themselves. So like they can be extremely hard on themselves. So, but it's not in a perfectionistic way. It's more like, I did something wrong. It hurt others. Now I need to beat myself up over this because that's justice because Mm. I did this wrong. And so even the concept of grace can be really difficult for eights to fully grasp that they don't need to be punished for. Like they they tend to live in um, the sense of if something's wrong, then we need to fix it ourselves. The mm-hmm. the the reigning uh, government or whatever, they have failed us. We are now going to rebel and we're going to bring about justice in our own way. But they tend to do that to themselves as well. They can, they can be really hard on themselves. And I think that's something that most people don't see from the outside looking in. Um, they also have easy access to their anger, um, which they tend to describe as a strong energy that they feel physically in their body. So descriptions of the eight kind of stereotype them as these really power-hungry, angry, aggressive people. And I just don't, I feel like that's rarely true of the eights that I meet. Um, They can be really intense and really passionate and passionate for justice and strong leaders. And But I, I don't see them as just super outwardly angry all the time, but they do have easy access to their anger and it does come up pretty strongly for them. So yeah, so the four points, the four themes of the type eight is power, control, excess, and justice. They have a lot of power. They, they are powerful people, but they also deny their weakness in order to seem more powerful, even in their own belief system. They don't like to be controlled. They don't want to be controlled and they fear being controlled or betrayed. They tend to struggle with excess in their lives and overdoing good things. And they are passionate about justice and they have their own justice system. And they have a tendency to take justice into their own hands. That's it for today. Tune in next week for our Enneagram Type 8 Part 2 episode. I'm so grateful for those listening and sharing this podcast. If you've loved this episode, if it ministered to you, or if you learned something today, please leave a review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Originality Podcast or on my personal Instagram at Just Loves Personality. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I would like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas, if you simply try to tell the truth, you will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.